It's time for Captain Radio. These are the adventures of Captain Radio. All is lost. When we last saw our valiant hero, Captain Radio fell into the trap laid by his arch-nemesis. Dr. Orban succeeded in opening the Dimension Gate, aided by Andromeda, who betrayed Captain Radio by using her psychokinetic powers to bridge the two dimensions. With Ace and Orion locked in the dungeon and Captain Radio banished to the 11th dimension, nothing can stand in the way as Orban and his army of mutant mole people prepare to conquer the universe. But things are not always as they seem. Far away from the throne of Jupiter, deep in the dark dimension, Captain Radio emerges from the portal, and nothing could prepare him for what he is about to discover. You're listening to the final installment of Captain Radio and the mutant mole people from the 11th dimension. Chapter 6, The Andromeda Factor. Flanked by guards, Captain Radio steps into the 11th dimension and shields his eyes. Did we take a wrong turn? What do you mean? I thought this was a dimension of total darkness, the complete absence of light. That is correct. Then why does it look like we're standing on the surface of the sun? I do not understand. Is this some kind of trick? Maybe you haven't noticed because you don't have eyes, but this dimension is blinding. It's as if every atom is radiating light. It is called the burning. We do not speak of it. When did it start? Enough talking! Move! Where are you taking me? Our orders are to take you to the great auditor. He hears all. Good, because he's going to get an earful from me. On your knees, prisoner! So this is the infamous Captain Radio. The great auditor, I presume. This is the 11th dimension, our dimension. From here, there is no escape. Tell me, how long does your species live? A long time, (laughs) if we're lucky. Then you shall have plenty of time to consider the consequences of your crime. You shall spend the rest of your life imprisoned in the tower. What did Dr. Oban tell you about me? Only that you are our enemy. And you believed him. You have a lot to learn about my dimension. We have conquered many dimensions. Yours is no different than the rest. It will fall to the children of perpetual night. You are clearly very powerful, great auditor. But you've been lied to. I'm not your enemy. Dr. Orban is. He is trying to trick us, your greatness. We should end him now. Silence, my child. Let us hear what he has to say. Surely you can recognize when you're being manipulated. 
Explain. Dr. Orban promised you a new frontier. Room for the children of perpetual night to expand and settle. He and I go back a long time, and I can assure you that he has no plans of sharing the universe with you or anyone else. He cares only for himself. He is ambitious. So are we. You're survivors. I can see that. But Dr. Orban isn't like you. He'll stab you in the back the first chance he gets. Dr. Orban warned us not to listen to you. Take him away! You've got to listen to me. If you don't, then both of our universes will be destroyed. Are you threatening us? I'm trying to save you. I can see the blisters on your face and hands. It's the burning, isn't it? Irrelevant. No, it isn't. Your very survival may depend on it. I know what's causing the burning. And I think I know how to stop it before it's too late. Meanwhile, on the other side of the Dimension Gate, Orion and Ace are imprisoned in the dungeon beneath the throne of Jupiter. With Dr. Orban massing his armies for war and Andromeda by his side, our heroes have admitted defeat and are resigned to their fate. You know, I didn't think it would end this way. I always pictured myself going out in a fiery explosion, outrunning an Imperium blockade, cargo hold bursting with contraband. So much for that. How are you holding up, Ace? Downloading updates. From the Electrowave Network, yes, I know. After all we've been through today, is that all you've got to say for yourself? Please wait. Wait for what? The crushing wave of darkness that's about to engulf the galaxy? Download complete. Powering up. Welcome back. Error. Missing data from memory tapes. It's no error. You've been out of commission for 17 hours. The last thing I remember is attempting to disrupt the mole people with a high-frequency tone. That's when everything went sideways. Our situation does not seem to have improved. Without you to disable the guards, we were captured. Orban opened up the dimension gate, Andromeda sold us out, and they threw the captain through the portal. What is the plan? There is no plan, Ace. It's over. Even if we could break out of this cell, Andromeda would sense us and we'd be surrounded by mole people before we could get up the stairs. Captain Radio never loses hope. Yeah? Well, I ain't him. High above the dark confines of the dungeon, Dr. Orban and Andromeda meet in the throne room to discuss preparations for a grand coronation ceremony. Our shock troops have been recalled from Alpha Centauri. They shall be here in a matter of hours. This will be unlike any coronation in the history of the Imperium. Our soldiers will be in awe of our power. All thanks to you. Yes. Because of me. Are you all right, my dear? You haven't said much since we banished Captain Radio. You're not having second thoughts, are you? Of course not. I stared into the heart of the Dark Dimension. And it looked back into you? Yes. That's it exactly. I don't think I could ever be the same. Do not be concerned. Shadow suits you. Soon, the conquest of the galaxy will be complete, and all of this will be behind us. Without Captain Radio, no one will dare stand against us. I knew you would understand. Now, I must see to the final preparations for the ceremony. 
The council elders are refusing to participate, so I'm going to persuade them. As soon as Dr. Orban is out of earshot, Andromeda begins the descent down the long spiral staircase that threads through the core of the fortress. Further and further down past the royal residence, the servants' quarters, the supply stores, and the armory until she reaches the lowest level, the dungeon. Leave us. As you wish, Empress. What are you doing here? I think you've done enough damage for one day, Empress Supreme. Don't you know a jailbreak when you see one? Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. Whose side are you on? I'm on your side, Orion. But Dr. Orban had to believe he had converted me to his cause, or he would have killed you all. Insufficient data to gauge veracity. I'll prove it to you. The Space Zeppelin is in the Hangar Bay. Take it. Alert the Centauri Guard. Tell Flagstaff what's happened and ask her to dispatch the battalion. I'll hold off Orban and his soldiers until they get here. That's insane! You can't go up against an entire army all by yourself. You don't have to worry about me. I'm more powerful than Orban knows. I've noticed. All right, I'm in. Anything's better than rotting in this cell. Agreed. We haven't much time. Let's move. Our valiant trio makes their way up to the captured space zeppelin docked at the opposite end of the fortress. At each intersection, Andromeda uses her psychokinetic powers to clear a path. Upon reaching the upper level, they need only cross the throne room to reach the hangar bay and make their escape. <laughs> and just where do you think you're going? Don't touch that dial! Captain Radio and the mutant mole people from the 11th dimension will return after this brief word from our sponsor. Dole dishes got you down? Brighten them up and take your home into the space age. Hyperlux dishwashing soap with radium is a revolutionary new product that cleans and sanitizes in record time thanks to its groundbreaking formula. Unlike other dishwashing powders on the market, Hyperlux is easy on the skin but tough on dirt and grime. With the power of radium, you'll be glowing with pride. Hyperlux, for a cleaner, healthier home. We now return to the adventures of Captain Radio. Stranded in the 11th dimension, home to the mutant mole people who call themselves the Children of Perpetual Night, Captain Radio must convince their leader, the Great Auditor, to send him back before both dimensions are obliterated. I know it sounds crazy, but hear me out. Your people have been in contact with the monks of the Dark Adaptation for centuries with no ill effects. But those were small portals. As soon as Dr. Orban began experimenting with the Dimension Gate, you started to experience the first signs of the burning. That can't be a coincidence. You are going in circles. He offered us safe haven from the burning. He told you exactly what you wanted to hear. But what he didn't know was that as darkness was leaching into our dimension, light was leaking back into yours. Impossible! It's the truth. You say you've invaded a thousand dimensions, but never encountered one like mine. One in perfect contrast to your own. You speak of the balance. Yes, the oracle told me that the light and dark exist in harmony. It must be the same here. When Orban opened the gate, he upset the balance. Unless we act fast, my universe will freeze and this one will burn. 
What do you propose? Send me back through the portal. I can close the gate before the damage is irreversible. Across the infinite space between dimensions, Andromeda, Ace, and Orion come face to face with Dr. Orban. You almost had me fooled, Andromeda. Stand aside. Orion and Ace are leaving. I think not. I have this room surrounded, and a thousand shock troops from Alpha Centauri will arrive in the docking bay at any moment. I'm disappointed, really. I thought this little game would take weeks to play out. Guards, return the prisoners to their cells. If you want them, you'll have to go through me first. That can be arranged. With mole people closing in on all sides, Andromeda stops them in their tracks with the force of her psychokinetic powers. But as more and more soldiers stream into the throne room, she cannot hold them off for long. There's too many of them. Ace, do it now. Initiating high-frequency interference. Overcome by the intensity of the sound to their sensitive ears, the mole people collapse onto the marble floor, motionless. That should buy us some time. I am detecting something coming through the dimension gate. Could be reinforcements. I've got to close the gate, once and for all. It isn't working. I don't understand. I should be able to sever the connection. As Andromeda fights to close the portal, a shadowy figure appears within the gateway. You're too late. Soon you will witness the full force of my army of darkness. Not if I have anything to say about it. Captain Radio. I should have killed you when I had the chance. It's over, Dr. Orban. I suggest you surrender. Guards, on your feet! The stunned mole people struggle to their feet and prepare to open fire on our heroes when a second figure steps through the dimension gate. Stop! The Great Auditor, Your Excellency. I thought I told you to remain in your dimension till the invasion is complete. We are finished here. My children, we are returning home. No, wait. You can't just leave. We had a deal. You lied to us! Seize him! Stay back. I'm warning you. With the flip of a switch, I can summon enough dark energy to destroy the entire system. Step away from that lever, Dr. Orban. I give the orders here. The infinite power of the 11th dimension is mine to command. Actually, it's mine. Dr. Orban attempts to reach for the portal controls to create an overload, but he finds himself unable to move, frozen in place by Andromeda's psychokinetic field. Take him away. Let me go. As your emperor, I command that you release me. What's the matter, Orban? Afraid of the dark? Are you sure you can handle him? He's managed to escape justice before. He won't cause any more havoc. We'll make sure of it. This isn't over, Captain Radio. I'll have my revenge. You'll see. With Dr. Orban safely in custody, the mole people return to their home dimension, leaving our heroes to close the portal and restore the cosmic balance between light and shadow.
I never doubted for an instant that you'd find a way back. I'm sorry. It's good to have you back. Now, we've got to get this portal closed before it can do any more damage. Alright, let me try. It's fighting me. Every time I try to force it to collapse in on itself, it pushes back. If you're supplying the power to keep it open, can't you just, I don't know, cut it off? It isn't that simple. Of course. You can't close the gate because you're part of it. Then what are we supposed to do? I almost forgot. The atomic amulet that monks gave me. I'm not sure how it works. I heard the Oracle explain it to Orban. You must stand at the threshold and focus all your thoughts on an image of the gateway closing. But, sir, there is a 46% chance that you will be on the wrong side of the portal when it closes. Just like when you were trapped in the future. I don't like those odds. It's a risk we're gonna have to take. Andromeda, if I don't return, know that my love for you transcends every dimension of time and space. I'll look for you in the flickering of the stars. Here goes nothing. Everybody stand back! Captain Radio holds the amulet over his head and steps into the swirling maelstrom surrounding the ever-expanding dimension gate. Enveloped by flashes of light and streaks of dark energy, he tries to clear his mind, focusing on a single, all-consuming thought. Slowly, the dimension gate begins to contract, folding in on itself until it vanishes into nothingness. There. It's done. Did we do it? See for yourself. The stars are back. I am detecting stellar fusion in 12 nearby systems. Ambient temperatures returning to normal. Disaster averted. Well done, everyone. After meeting with the Council of the Cosmos, Captain Radio, Ace, Orion, and Andromeda board the space zeppelin Phaeton. I can't believe what happened back there. What's the matter, Orion? The Council cleared your criminal record. I thought you'd be pleased. That's not what he means. They offered you the throne. They wanted to make you king. Who turns down a chance to be king? I was flattered, of course. But that is not my destiny. The galaxy isn't through with Captain Radio yet. Now that your secret is out, the people of Alpha Centauri will need your protection. Well, you can count me out. I've had enough good deeds. You can drop me off at the nearest spaceport. It's the least I can do. Consider your debt repaid. Andromeda, are you sure you won't come with me? It could be like old times again. I think we both know there's no going back. I'm not the person I used to be. I belong here. I guess you're right. He needs you. I hope you understand. I think I'm starting to. Just give me a thought every so often when you're out there saving the universe, okay? We are cleared for departure. Set a course for home, Ace. Course set for Alpha Centauri. As the Zeppelin pulls away from the throne of Jupiter, the ship's radio crackles to life, carrying with it a mysterious voice from the past. Mayday, mayday. This is Magnus Hoss. 
Postillion, transmitting on an emergency frequency. Is anyone receiving? We are in need of assistance. Please help. Magnus, is it possible? Who? By the spies of Venus, it can't be. Magnus has been dead for 15 years. Unless... Can somebody please tell me what's going on? Tracing the signal now. Would anyone mind if we take a quick detour? Something tells me I don't have a choice. That's the spirit, Orion. Ace, follow that signal. Let's see what's out there. You've been listening to Captain Radio and the Mutant Mole People from the 11th Dimension. Brought to you by Hyperlux, the only dishwashing powder made with pure radium. Keep your radio tuned to the Columbia Broadcasting System for The Fall of the City, starring Orson Welles and Burgess Meredith. And until next time, keep your eyes on the stars. The Adventures of Captain Radio is a production of Obscure Studios. This episode was written and edited by me, Johnny Eberly, and was produced by me and Will McDonald. Our narrator is Scott Kennedy. Captain Radio was played by Will McDonald. Orion was played by Rob Peters. Ace and the ad announcer were both played by Delano Hayes. Andromeda was played by Abigail Stokely. Dr. Orban was played by Johnny Eberly. The Mole People were voiced by Bailey Cunningham. And special guest Ron Poe provided the voice of the great auditor. Our theme music was composed by Bailey Cunningham, and our stunning artwork was designed by Tammy King. If you like the show, there are three simple things you can do to support us. The easiest thing is to leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening right now. Second, you can make a donation on Ko-Fi. Or you can buy Captain Radio merchandise like t-shirts, stickers, coffee mugs, phone cases, and more on our Tee Public store. You can find all those links as well as complete episode transcripts and more information about us on our website, obscurestudios.net. That's a wrap on this season. Stay tuned for more stories from the world of Captain Radio. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.